My iPad has crashed. Sorry. Let's try this again. So there, there are a lot of um, significant differences, aren't there, between Passover and atonement. There are, of course, similarities, but there's some quite significant differences, and I'm not going to touch on those. Steve is definitely going to talk about those later. Atonement is a holy day. Passover is not. You ever wondered why that is? It's always struck me as strange that you can actually work that day. But atonement is a holy day. Passover is a focus on the Lamb, right? And in atonement, it is on a goat. The ceremony of Passover is simpler than that of atonement. Atonement has lots of steps. Lots of symbols, lots of imagery, lots of meaning. And it's just different than Passover. Yet, for all their differences, there's one central element that is without question the same. That Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of the Father, was sacrificed for us. That he is our Passover and he is our atonement. All the other things that God does for us are built on this simple and powerful principle. The greatest of all gifts that Jesus Christ took in himself the death that we should have and has bought for us the life that he has. That the life of the most perfect being the most perfect being, the most righteous person, the person that you would think everybody would love, that everybody should love. His life was given for each one of us. And this truth is really, it's remarkable. We've heard it. We've heard it, some of us, for many, many years. But when we stop and consider the implications of this and, and that, that there is no other faith in the, the annals of what man has come up with with faith. And I'm having a little spider right here, sorry. He's come to visit. There's no other religion, no other faith that man could ever come up with that even comes close to this. It is such a powerful and remarkable thing that a God would die for his creation. That the creator would die for those that he gave life to. And it's sometimes hard to relate to in, in some sense. It's, it can be so big. It can be so powerful. And God knew this. So he gave us lots of shadows of this. He gave us lots of glimpses and things to prepare our mind and build our mind up for what this ultimate plan of salvation would be. 
so that when that plan shows up, when that fullness of his love towards us appears, we recognize it. Ah, I've heard the story before. C.S. Lewis calls it a true myth, that these mythological stories almost in Scripture, and then even boiling out of Scripture, isn't there? there we can't help but create stories about a Savior figure who gives his life for the world. It's in all kinds of literature and media. We find one of the most touching and perhaps one of the strongest shadows of this salvation in Genesis chapter 22. Beginning in verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to Abraham, <coughs> and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. And then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burned offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. How would you feel if God came to you and in a vision, in a prayer, and asked you to do that? your child or your grandchild well Abraham rose early in the morning he saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him and then on the third day Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off <coughs> And Abraham said to his young man, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship. <coughs> and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. <coughs> and the two of them went together. But Isaac s spoke to, his, to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Here I am, my son. <coughs> excuse me then he said look the fire and the wood but where is the lamb for the burnt offering and Abraham said my son God will provide himself the lamb for a burnt offering so the two of them went together <coughs> and then they came to the place which God had told him and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood uh, in order and then he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood and Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said Abram Abraham so he said here I am and he said do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him for now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord Will Provide. 
as it is to this day. In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Such a powerful shadow, isn't it? Powerful story. <coughs> I often find myself wanting to, <laughs> to hear the dialogue. What are you doing? Father, what are you, what are you doing? And did he wrestle? Did he, <laughs> did he struggle? Did he obey? I am sure there were tears. And I'm sure there was emotional struggle. At the very least. This was his son. Who God said, whom you love. You know, and it's oftentimes we have an image of the ancient world, certainly, you know, you have as many kids as you have because only a handful of them will survive till adulthood, right? And so it's almost as though children are disposable. This was not the case for Abraham. The son that you love. How anyone could miss the meaning of this shadow is frankly hard to understand. And yet when Jesus came to Abraham's descendants, when he showed himself to his own people and told them who he was and what he was going to do, they still didn't understand. But when it was finally finished, their eyes started to be opened. And what was told to us in the shadow has now been revealed in the light, hasn't it? In the shadow stories of Abraham, we now know the full reality of that story of that process of that plan of salvation that Jesus Christ is the atonement he is the one that the Lord would provide the perfect sacrifice given for us we're going to hear in the next message the rich meanings and all the the depth and the richness of atonement but as we do, think about this, the key to atonement. Behind it all, behind <coughs> all the powerful meanings of this day, there is a father and a son walking together up a mountainside. Many times they have walked together like this. But this time will be different. This time the father will be alone when he walks back down. This time, he will have to watch his most precious son, his only son, give his life for the jeering crowd around him. Give his life for the Romans that bound him and nailed him to a tree. As he gives his life for you and I, because we were the ones that put him there. On that mountain, the Lord provided for us. We can do nothing. And that's what I think a lot of the Day of Atonement is all about. We can do nothing. And so we do nothing to ensure our own survival. <coughs> we watch as our Savior does it all. So to go along with this devotional message today, Benjamin and I are going to uh, attempt a special music song. And it's about this shadow, it's about this story, and it's called Holy is the Lord.
Wake up, little Isaac. Rub your tired eyes. Go and kiss your mama. We'll be gone a little while. Come and walk beside me. Come and hold your papa's hand. I go to make an altar and to offer up my land. I waited on the Lord, and in a waking dream he came, riding on the wind across the sand he spoke my name. And here I am, I whispered, as I waited in the dark. And the answer was a sword that came down hard upon my heart. Holy is the Lord, holy is the Lord, and the Lord I will obey. Lord, help me, I don't know. follow where you lead. There I'll lay the body of the boy you gave to me. And even though you take it, still I ever will obey. Maker of this mountain, please make another I'd like to invite the worship team to come back up and join me.